a potential 80s rock tour falls apart. Kiss heading to Las Vegas next year. Genesis, are they really back? All coming up here on the Music Mania podcast. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey, everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. Hello and welcome once again to the Music Mania Podcast. We are off and running into the spring and summer months. The calendar has turned to March, which you know, metaphorically, It just spells the end of doom and gloom of winter. I know March isn't exactly the pinnacle of uh, weather, especially here in the Midwest where I live. Um, But you know what? It means we're heading closer uh, to going outside, live events. You know, your concert calendar is already filling up. You're planning your summer vacations with your families. That's what it's all about because summer represents endless freedom. Anything can happen. You can go anywhere. You can actually go outside. You can be at one with nature. You can be at concerts. You can enjoy your friends. You can enjoy a cold beverage outside if you want to. That's what it's all about. And that's what we are looking forward to here on the Music Media Podcast. So many great things coming up for us. I mentioned last week, just got back from Las Vegas covering the Aerosmith Vegas residency. And um, next week, heading to see Kiss in Tulsa. Will it be the last time? Well, I thought possibly so. Until the news kind of broke this week that uh, KISS, uh, the rumors are flying that KISS may be doing a Vegas residency next year in 2021 uh, prior to their final show, which is uh, believed to be in New York in July. So if they do roll out a Vegas residency, it looks like it may be in January of 2021. So that's possible. But going to go down there and see him, at least with in this occasion, you know, David Lee Roth is opening. Very polarizing, of course, because on one hand, you have people that just adore David Lee Roth, love that era of Van Halen, and they hold it as close to their heart as anything in music. I get it. I'm there. I'm a huge Van Halen fan. I have a Van Halen tattoo on my right arm. I was there in 07 and 12 and 15 when David Lee Roth toured with Van Halen. And, you know, in this situation, is David Lee Roth's voice top notch? No. Like he said, it's never been. It's two knobby tires on an unpaved road or whatever it is he said. But, you know, you're there for the experience to see David Lee Roth open for Kiss. I mean, to hear a night of Van Halen hits and and Kiss going out and bringing out songs like Tears Are Falling, uh, War Machine, and uh, Crazy Night, some kind of rarities from the 80s that I'm a fan of. You know what? I'm in. So heading down there, this will be my third time seeing Kiss here on this end of the road tour. So uh, the dates keep piling up for me and uh, the summer is going to be tremendous. One tour that I really was looking forward to that looks like it was formulating was Rat and Skid Row and Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. It looked like they were going to be heading out and there's rumors that that may have fallen apart. It was all to be announced. Tom Kiefer basically confirmed it. 
And it was supposed to happen. Announcement was supposed to happen last week. It never came. And now there's rumors that may have dissolved, you know, when it comes to these kind of things, promoters and trying to book these venues and guarantees all come into play contracts. So that can easily have been the case that this just uh, fell apart. But I meant teased it in the opening that Genesis is back. They are doing, uh, looks like a comeback tour in the UK, uh, coming up. So, you know, Phil Collins toured solo, uh, here this last year. So I know that uh, the show in Omaha, which is the one that was closest to us, I heard just tremendous things about. And I'm a huge Phil Collins and Genesis fan. So hopefully if they are able to make this thing work in the UK, they can do a, a few dates in the US. I know, probably a lot to ask. But that being said, our guest this week, we are really branching out because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this band. I'm a huge fan of the band Candlebox. And Kevin Martin's going to be joining us. Um, actually, since I taped the interview with Kevin, it's been announced that Candlebox are going to be reuniting with um, original members again. Um, as the successful follow-up to Candlebox's breakout platinum-selling debut album, the band's sophomore release, Lucy, had been hailed as a bona fide cult classic thanks to the top 10 hit Simple Lessons. Uh, and fan favorites like Best Friend and the title track Lucy. And now, 25 years after Lucy's release, the band's original lineup is reuniting for two exclusive shows, October 2nd and October 3rd, to celebrate its legacy and 30 years of greatest hits, which is tremendous. We're going to talk to Kevin Martin about the fact that the band did this a year ago. The band actually reunited with all original members um, a year ago to talk about the debut album. They, they debuted um, to play the debut album Candlebox um, and, and in its entirety. So now they're going to be playing Lucy, which was the follow-up. But we're going to be talking to Kevin Martin about uh, the band's new album, which will not be done with the original members. But there is a campaign going on right now. You can go to the band's website, candleboxrocks.com, and you can join the um, seventh album campaign. Just go in there. You can get uh, a lot of cool stuff if you sign up and uh, like pre-order the album and you know get in on some of the perks for that. And uh, also the band... Um, is going to be starting on tour here this March. They're going to be um, March 26th in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then here in Kansas City, uh, March 27th. That's a Friday. I can't wait to check Candlebox out. They're going to be at the Star Pavilion. If you're a Kansas City listener and listen to the show kind of locally where I am, um, you want to hit that up. It's going to be at Ameristar. A lot of great shows have been popping up at Ameristar. They've been, and they run the gambit from TLC to Ted Nugent and now Candlebox. Queensryche was there a few months ago. They're really, uh, you know, kind of spanning the the realm of, of musical guests and uh, acts that they're booking there. So very exciting. But yeah, we have a lot to catch up with uh, Kevin Martin about. Um, I, this interview was taped um, a few weeks ago when I was like desperately sick. I barely had a voice, but I had several interviews to do that day. I did not want to cancel. I do not like to push them back. So the interview happened with Kevin Martin with my voice uh, in the shape it was in. So apologies for that. But it's a really good interview, really solid interview nonetheless. Before we get to that interview, I always want to um, urge you guys to check out our new website. The MusicManiaPodcast.com website will always be there for archival purposes. I will still update it. But the new website in which all of my brand's entertainment will be, uh, the umbrella is called Ignitro Entertainment ignitroentertainment.com. That's where we are going to be doing, uh, we have our Save My Nostalgia stuff on there where we do nostalgia interviews, uh, review movies from the 70s and 80s and 90s, uh, as well as uh, TV shows and we interview actors and we do reviews on you know things like candy, pop culture, Nintendo. Um, we do that and also we do um, things like 
nostalgic pro wrestling from the 80s and 90s. We do, uh, you know, the Music Mania stuff is going to be archived there as well. So be sure to check out that website, IgnitroEntertainment.com, um, as well as our um, previous website, MusicManiaPodcast.com. It will still be there. Um, it just uh, will not quite uh, be updated as much. But we always urge you to press that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in the podcast, we definitely appreciate that. Um, before we get to our interview with Kevin Martin, also got to tell you about our sponsor, which is CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 23 years, they've been a staple of the Northland. Unfortunately, the party's coming to an end in May. But So guys, go give owner Randy Ringer a visit there at CD Warehouse off Antioch Road and uh, tell them Music Mania sent you. Guys, they, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Um, you want to talk about an institution somewhere that taught me so much about music, just uh, being in there. I worked there in college. I bought so many albums there and learned the, the ropes from those wonderful people that work there, and they've done so much as far as keeping um, you know the physical medium of music alive. So go give them a visit. They're blowing stuff out, merchandise, memorabilia, CDs, DVDs. They're blowing it all out, so go give them a visit, tell them Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount, or it's on us. Kevin, man, thanks so much for joining us this morning. It's uh, such a pleasure to have you on. Pardon my voice, I'm in Kansas City, and we just sent a team to the Super Bowl yesterday. It's a little crazy here right now, man. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Only 50 years, and I'm only 35, so first one for me, very exciting, man. That's good stuff. It was, it was a great game. It was fun to watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you know what? It's funny because, you know, I'm not, I try not to bring up, um, you know, specific cities when it comes to bands because you guys tour all over the world. You tour all over the country all the time. But Kansas City has always kind of been a Candlebox town. You guys played, I think, the first Rock Fest here with John, our buddy Johnny Dare back in 93. Yeah, yep. That was the first one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Kansas City's, well, I grew up in Hutchinson, so like Kansas City for me uh, is kind of like a, a homecoming of sorts because I kind of the formative years of my life from the age of six till ten I was in in Hutch. So I spent some, and I actually lived in Kansas City, Kansas for I think about six months when I was four years old. So <laughs> awesome! Yeah, a hometown in me there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we're going to have you back here um, in, in March, March 27th. You'll be here at the Ameristar Casino. You guys get ready to gear up um, here in just about a month for a, a very long tour. you got dates playing from February all the way till July. I mean, this is an exciting time. 2020 is a big year for you guys. Um, this big tour is coming up. I mean, this is a, this is huge for you guys. You guys are, have several dates coming up. This is going to be a big one for you guys, is it not? This is, a, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at, um, well, you know, I think we only have dates announced right now to July, but we're going all the way to December because the new record, I think, comes out in the spring. Um, so, or we start releasing songs, I think, from the new record come March, maybe it comes out in June, but, you know, it's and it's also the 25th anniversary of Lucy this year, so we've got some, some special stuff planned for that come um, the fall, you know. Um, I don't know if, you, if you'd have told me, uh, you know, 29 years ago that I would still be doing this with this band called, you know, Candlebox. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have believed you, but, you know, 29 years later, we're still around. Um, and, and it just trips me out uh, every, every time I, I think about it. Does it kind of, is it kind of surreal when you think about, you know, whenever a band, a veteran band's been around a while, you, you've built up so many, you know, over the years and all of a sudden the anniversaries start hitting, like everybody starts doing their anniversary. You guys uh, did, uh, you know, uh, reunited with the original members a couple years ago for the 25th anniversary of, of the debut. I mean, is it kind of surreal when these dates start popping up? I mean, I, I, it's just got to be 
surreal and, 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 and a great feeling to, to still be here doing this and at such a high level, man. Very much so. I mean, it is it is incredibly surreal, and I think that you know you 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 hit milestones in your life. You know, twenty one, twenty five, thirty, forty, and now fifty in age, and um, it just seems to um, kind of coincide with you know, I guess the successes of your life. But when it comes to music and, and a band, um, you know, most bands don't live past ten years. You know, I mean, it's you know we could we could sit here and and talk about bands that have been gone for, you know, 10, 15 years now that started out exactly the same time as Candlebox. And it's, um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking, but at the same time you pinch yourself and, uh, and, and you thank the bands that, that gave you, you know, a, a career that's lasted now for us 29 years. Well, you talked about the new album. Um, there's a there's a, a campaign going on. You can go and pre-order it right now on the website. Just kind of talk about that and how kind of cool this is because I know you've said before that you're someone that likes to take time in between albums and and, and really delve in and, and make a you know the best album possible to be able to have this sort of interaction with the fans where they can come get involved in this thing from the jump. I mean that's really cool. Just kind of talk about this album, what fans can kind of expect, and what it's been like sort of interacting with them, you know, through this time and as they've kind of you know can go pre-order it and do uh do a lot of different things you guys are kind of setting up for them it's really cool yeah we're 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 just you know i think years ago obviously when we became an independent artist it kind of made it um difficult for us to raise the money to make a record you know they're not cheap um i you know this will actually be the last full-length album that that, uh, candlebox makes i think from now on we'll probably just do singles and record a song here and there and release it um just because of the burden of, of finding a studio, uh, paying for that studio, paying for the producer, paying for the mixer, paying for the product uh, on your own, it's it's very expensive. So you know that's where these kind of fundraiser crowd crowdfunding things come in, and, and they're pretty amazing. You know, I, I, the fact that you've got fans that will help you raise fifty to sixty to seventy thousand dollars to make a record, and then whatever money you don't use in that, you utilize towards the marketing of the album. So it, it really every single penny gets spent on that record, and it's great to know that that you have people that care that much about you and that, that want to hear you make music. Um, you know, with this one, you, you, I think you're uh, you're able to, we had people come into the studio when we were recording, play on the record. You know, there were all sorts of really um, amazing offers. There were a couple of acoustic guitars, electric guitars that were played on the record that were signed by the band. There's video of that. You know, there's authenticity certificates that go and everything. So it's, you know, these are keepsakes that people can take with them, you know, till 20, 30 years down the road when the band is no longer and, and, um, and, you know, they've, they've got these memories of, of spending time with Candlebox in the studio or something like that. And then now it's, you know, the tour comes up and there's the VIP experiences, which, you know, we're starting to offer um, vinyl on other unreleased albums that were not released on vinyl and all sorts of things. So that's going to come with the VIP packages. And, you know, it's really just about, uh, you know, offsetting costs and touring. We're not one of those bands who, um, you know, makes a ton of money from touring. We're not like a U2 where... You know, if you spend five thousand dollars to stand in the pit, you don't get to meet the band, but you're down in you know the front row with us. You know, the most you're going to spend is I think it's one hundred and fifty bucks, and you get to spend thirty five, forty five minutes with us at Soundcheck watching that, and then we take pictures with us and get your vinyl signed and, and whatever you bring to the show. And we were doing a thing last year, which was pretty fun. Um, it was drinks with the band. It was like two hundred bucks. You get to come backstage and drink with us for like an hour, and you know, and we limited it to six people, so it was very, very private. And um, it was a lot of fun, but we, we've cut that out because I think we were drinking too. 
I love I love stuff like that because I feel like now more than ever fan the the line between you know band and and fans is is, is blurred more than ever and I think that probably unfortunately the financials of the music industry have sort of forced that hand. I mean, just talk about it. You guys have been around now for 29 years and, you know, the, the, the recording of, of the debut versus, you know, what you're doing now. Just kind of talk about how the financials and the differences have sort of, you know, led you guys in, in certain ways. I mean, I know it's affected so many bands, but man, when you when you don't make money off of albums and, and all that's changed so much, I mean, it, it really forces you to kind of be creative, doesn't it? It does. You you've, I mean, it's an entirely different world. When Candlebox started back in 1991, um, you know, you still made records to tape. Uh, you had to rehearse those songs for, for weeks and weeks and weeks before you went to the studio to record because you can only record on tape like 10 times, you know. So it, that whole thing's different. You know, touring, you, you booked a tour for 18 months and you used as much money from the label as you could to go out on that, you know, on that run um, to offset those costs. And then you start getting your guarantees from, you know, 250 bucks a night to $1,000, then it's 5000 then it's 10 then it's 15 then it's 20 and then it's 100 then it's 150 And I think at the height of our career, you know, our guarantees were like $250,000, $300,000 for a concert at like, you know, the Roseland in New York or something like that. And um, but that was also back at a time where there weren't 15,000 bands competing for, you know, um, stage, uh, you know, a small theater in, in New York and, and you had to find a date that you could squeeze in, you know, within the next six months. Um, now there's so much competition. There's so many bands that are touring because they're not selling records because nobody buys records anymore. The only way we make money is on, is on the road and, yeah. um, and through these crowdfunding things. So you have to reach into um, making yourself accessible to, to the fans that, that gave you that career because there's no other way to survive. Um, and the fans want that experience. They want to be able to, you know, if you will, compare it to like Comic Con, where you know you go and you you get to see your favorite superhero that's standing there for you know an hour and a half signing their, their pictures and stuff. It, it, it's it's what you have to do. It, it, at first, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, I, I I won't lie to you and say that you know I love doing it because it's very it's very challenging sometimes because you're tired and and. Um, and you want, you know, maybe you want to take a nap or you need some rest or your voice is tired or, or you know, the band is, is just kind of, we've been out too long and we really need a break from people. But um, that being said, you still find the time to do it, you know, because you realize that without them, there really is nothing for you. That is uh, absolutely well put. Um, and, and Kevin, it's kind of crazy because uh, I know it's been a couple years now, but uh, I've, I've kind of wanted to ask you about it uh, since it happened. I mean, you were two years ago. You guys were able to reunite with the original members of Candlebox for a couple sold out shows um, in Seattle. Um, I know it's been a couple years now. It's kind of had a chance to marinate. What was kind of that like for you personally? And uh, again, you were celebrating the 25th anniversary, and it was it was awesome for fans. And uh, what was it like for you? And just sort of take us back to that. And, and what was that like? Oh, it was, it was a great thrill. Um, you know, the, the funny thing about Candlebox is we've been best friends for, you know, 30 years. Um, you know, the breakup of the band and, and all that sort of stuff that happened in, uh, in 99, 2000 was, you know, a legal decision on, the, on our behalf to get out of our deal with Maverick Records. And then, of course, you know, when things got back together in 2006, Marty was an attorney and Scott had a, you know, successful business that he had started uh, in that process. And, and so, you know, everybody else had other careers. So it wasn't like we were going to, you know, get back together and be together again for another, you know, 10, 15 years as a band. Um, you know, there, there are obligations that, um, that we have outside of, of Candlebox. So to, 
play those those two shows in Seattle with Barney and Scott and Pete was uh, it was a real thrill. I think for all of us, um, you know, we 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 talk at least once a month, if not more. Um, the guys are you know always saying, hey, if you ever want a song, or you need me to come and fill in. You know, I got, I've got two weeks off here. I'd love to come out and do some shows. So you know, the, the camaraderie and the friendship is still there, and, and and that's the thing. But stepping out on stage with those guys um, was just. Um, it was mind-bending and, and incredibly um, joyful. I mean, it really was just a, a great treat for the four of us. So glad to hear that. Um, you know, when you look at um, how much success you guys had early on, and um, here you are in your 29th year, what does that say about uh, your genre of music that here we are all these years later, and not only that, but uh, so many bands, I mean, that, that uh, have had members pass away, You've, you know, th- thinking about like Stone Temple Pilots still able to, to reload with a new singer and go out there and, and do it. Alice in Chains able to reload with a new singer and be able to keep this music alive. What does that say about, uh, about that era in the early 90s that this is still, there's such an appetite for it? Well, I think it has everything to do with um, the music that was produced. I don't think that um, bands today kind of understand the, the sincerity of, of what they're writing about simply because, you know, everybody's, um, everything's just so accessible and instantaneous. Um, so there's no real time to, um, to kind of think about music or play music the way that, you know, we were doing in Seattle, um, way back when, you know, I think, um, the Nirvana guys, Soundgarden guys, you know, um, Alice in Chains, Malfunction, Mother Love Bone, these were guys that were, you know, sitting in their basements of their houses playing these instruments and writing these songs for years and years and years before they ever you know considered putting something out um uh so yeah, there's a sincerity and an honesty in, in the music that was created in the late 80s early 90s not just from seattle but from san diego and chicago and athens georgia and you know a lot of these great markets where some of these great bands came out of even like idaho um bands like built to spill and whatnot um you know there was there was some real time taken in crafting these songs and, and uh, the um, the importance of what the lyric is and the importance of that you know basic guitar part drum part whatever it all seemed very um, uh, all you know it, it was all so important to the song itself you know and now it just seems like there's so much cookie cutter uh, music that's out and you know every single one of these pop stars sounds the same and all the songs written by the same pop stars and you know um guys like Pharrell who you know I, I really respect and, and love and, and think he's in, you know, incredibly talented um, he's written how many number ones for how many artists yeah you know it's like the bands can't do it anymore and and that's kind of sad that is very true and that just shows uh, how genuine a band like Candlebox has been for so long and uh, continued success of course 29 years congratulations Kevin um, again you can go to candlebox.com to get all the information on uh, the tour dates and Candlebox Rocks I'm sorry candleboxrocks.com and you can pre-order the album right now uh, please do that this is a great way to get in touch with the band and so many cool things you can do Kevin cannot thank you enough for doing this with us uh, today man can continue success and we'll see you here in Kansas City in March my friend thanks dude it's a real pleasure You bet. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Appreciate it. There it is, our interview with Kevin Martin. Again, I was (laughs) deathly ill, not with coronavirus, thank God, whenever um, I recorded that. I believe I did did wind up getting diagnosed with influenza B, uh, thanks to the Minute Clinic. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it put me out of action for a few days. But you know what? It's March. The weather's already changing. March Madness is coming up. Uh, The NCAA tournament's going to be coming up. 
the excitement is in the air. That means that um, you know all, t- you know, so many concerts are already announced, and so many more are starting to become announced because people are in the mood for this. They're in the mood for live music. They're ready for winter to be over. They're ready, ready to launch into the spring and summer months. And we are there. We're right there with you. We got your back all spring and summer long right here on the Music Mania podcast as the interviews continue to pile up. We've got some great stuff coming up the next few weeks and on into the summer. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Back next week, once again, here on the Music Mania podcast.